Hey, I'm Jay. I'm an alcoholic. Hey, Jay. Thank you so much for the opportunity to, like you guys had a choice. <laughs> you all showed up and I'm the clown who's up here. Uh, I have, uh, I'm from Minnesota, so if I say things like, you betcha or something, I apologize ahead of time. Uh, I sobered up when I was 17 years old, which is a long time ago. Um, and it's interesting now, I'll tell you what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. What it was like was, like most people, I chased my feelings. I felt insecure, or I felt happy, or I felt scared, or I felt angry. Whatever it was, I chased my feelings. And if any of you have done that, you know that feelings are great servants, lousy masters. And if you chase them, you, you go a little bit crazy. Fortunately for me, I was super lucky at an early age to find drugs and alcohol, because you immediately forget about however you're feeling. So I was feeling like I didn't fit in, like it, actually I was just joking with Danny about this, you'll see when Danny gets up here I'm a little bit taller than Danny is. <laughs> and going through my entire life at six foot four is an awkward thing, I stick out in a crowd. And when you know you stick out in a crowd you feel like well everybody's looking at me. And so you get really nervous and self-conscious about that so you tend to kind of scrunch down. Alcohol took all that away. When you, when you start drinking, like, I know everyone jokes, you guys all joke, like, oh, I'm actually a better dancer. I actually am a better <laughs> dancer when I drink. I mean, I'm pretty good when I don't drink, but when I do drink, I'm a really good dancer. But all of those things kind of went away for me, and I was, I was fortunate to grow up in a part of Minneapolis, um, we call it the land of 10,000 treatment centers. In the 80s, when I went to treatment, there were literally treatment centers in every block. Insurance changed and things changed and now there aren't so many of them, but so it was kind of the cool thing to do. Like if your kid was a problem, you just send them to treatment. So I got sent to treatment May 17th, 1987. Um, which was a step up because I was living on the street at the time. I was 17 years old. I should have been in high school, but that seemed pointless. So I, I was living on the street, went to treatment, um, and found these 12 steps which were amazing for like a month. I went through them and I was like, this is awesome and here's all the solutions and I'm 17 years old, I found the fellowship, there were a bunch of other young people at the time, um, people my age at the time, uh, and it was great. And then I, I, I met an amazing woman and I got married and I had four kids and I built a business and I did all of these great things. But I never really continued to do 1 through 12. Like, I got it. When you come in, you do 1 through 4, and then you get a sponsor, and you're doing the 5th, and you do that kind of stuff. And it's great. And I checked, every, I checked 12 boxes. I was done. I got them. Um, and then I started chasing my feelings again. And, and I was really fortunate that for 18 years, my solution wasn't drugs and alcohol. You know, my solution became a lot of other things that ultimately weren't all that helpful uh, or healthy for me. But I didn't drink again. So I would go to meetings, you know, as often as I thought was necessary, you know, once a week, then it was once every two weeks, then it was once a month, and, and then as long as I hired some people who were sober, it was kind of like I was at a meeting. And so, you know, you kind of spread it out a little bit. And again, and it worked for a little while, you know, I mean, it ultimately worked, but I still felt inadequate. I still felt 
anxious. I still would get angry. I still would, would find myself chasing my feelings. And, um, you know, one of the things for me, getting kicked out of high school at a pretty early age and not then ultimately never graduating from high school, it was a big deal for me to get to the point and this is so dumb, I can't believe you're going to record this, but it was for me to get to the point where I was making more money than the guy who had kicked me out. I felt like when I get to that point, when I make enough money that the guy that kicked me out doesn't make as much money as me, well then everything will be okay. Like that must be what I need to be okay. I have to make more money, or I have to be more successful, or I have to, there wasn't, you know, the hair was a lost cause, there wasn't much I was going to do there. You know, I mean, there were certain things I knew I couldn't do, and I kind of came to terms with those. Because, and truthfully, I, I've said to my kids now are all in their 20s, and I said to them when they were young, they were like, Dad, you don't have any hair. And I said, look, I made a deal with God when I was young, and I said, he, he, he said, Jay, you can either take a full head of hair or the perfect face. And I took the face. <laughs> My kids never bought it. Like, they totally didn't go for it. But, I, you know, it's, I keep trying. But really it was, you know, I ended up with a bunch of years of sobriety and really no recovery. So I had 18 years under my belt. And I still, people that I went to meetings with back then uh, who figured it out are still going, you know. And it's the kind of, I'm like, 30 years, come on. Really, like, if I had looked at it the right way back then, in 30 years, how many lives have you changed? And yours has is, is changed every day by showing up for other people. So again, that's more the end of the story. I, I, didn't, uh, I, I didn't ultimately figure that out, and so I chased the other things that I thought would, wouldn't take me outside of the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, yet weren't real helpful. So I, I wasn't drinking because I knew that, you know, step three or uh, tradition three, like I wanted to still be able to show up so I won't drink, but I'll serve money or I'll serve women or I'll serve something else so I can try to change the way that I feel about myself. I'm, I'm still married, 20, I can't believe it, I say it out loud every day because it's just ridiculous that I'm still married to the same woman that I've been with for 27 years. Been together for 32 years, she met me the month after I got out of rehab the first time uh, and stuck with me. Which is crazy because uh, we all know I don't have the perfect face and so like literally to go that long for a guy who spent a lot of time chasing feelings, uh, it still blows me away. But I get to say that because six, five years ago, going on say, almost six years ago, my wife decided she had had enough. And she said, it, I'm, I'm no longer interested in being married to a guy who acts like you. And I found myself, um, I had set a number of milestones for myself over the years, the first being if I can make more money than the guy who kicked me out, like that seemed like a smart one, and then I put some dollar figures out there and said if I could make this or if I could make that, like I had numbers that I knew if I could hit this, I'd be okay, I'd feel alright. And I was super fortunate to be surrounded by people way smarter than me that built an amazing business that I just happened to own. And so when I got to the other side of this, I had blown through every number that I had ever put out there. And I sat more miserable and, and uh, spiritually bankrupt than I had ever been in my life. And that's when I realized that, again, I, I just spent the last 18 years chasing my feelings. And I didn't have to necessarily acknowledge it with people because I wasn't drinking. 
Then in my infinite wisdom, I decided to start drinking again. Because why wouldn't you? You've already done everything else, so now you start drinking again. And I can see it so clearly now, but at the time you're thinking to yourself, oh, you know, I mean, I've got, what could happen? I've got my four kids, they're all healthy, my marriage is good, I got a ton of money, like everything, I live in Minnesota, and like seven months out of the year you can't go outside, like what could possibly happen, you know? <laughs> so I started drinking again, and as you all know, exactly what happens when an alcoholic starts drinking again, the wheels came off pretty quick, and, and, and then like the doors came off, and like everything literally came off. Um, and unfortunately, well, I won't say that. That would be inappropriate. But uh, it, it didn't go well, let's just say that. And ultimately, I got to the end of that realizing uh, I've never been more miserable in my life. And then my wife, being the cheerleader that she is, said a few things that I won't repeat in this meeting. But it ended with, you're sick, you need to get help. And so I went back to rehab. And I read the first 164 pages, and I started doing these, and it was like, of course I had done them. I'd been in the, I mean, I've spoken a million times in the 18 years I was in there, and it was like, I thought to myself, I was embarrassed for every time I had gotten up and spoken, because I knew nothing about what recovery was. And I came back almost six years ago, started working these, started seeing these, and really all of you and the amazing, gift that you are for me to understand I still try to chase my feelings I don't chase them as often and I certainly don't chase them as far but I'll get up in the morning and feel anxious and be like oh my gosh I'm anxious what is it that I'm gonna do and then I stop and then I have oh there's a third step oh there's an eleventh step this is genius I'm gonna drop to my knees and now I just caught that feeling and I realized all right, I'm, I'm, done. I'm almost done. I realized that at the, at the end of all of this, and I had been chasing for so long, and, and it's really happy. Isn't that really what we all want to be? We just want to be happy. I want my kids to be happy. Why can't everyone just be happy? I realized that if I'm doing these 12 things, what shows up is joy. And joy is, is, is the result of the action that I've taken, where I always thought happy was an action. Like, if I do this, I'll be happy. But if I do this, then joy shows up in my life. So, super grateful to be here. Thank you so much for letting me speak. My, the big man, Danny, will come in and, uh, and tell you everything that, that I didn't, because uh, <laughs> there's a lot of it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.